Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Shelly Callahan, author and children's advocate. She's the director of development for Children's Incorporated, which is a not-for-profit that does, does so many wonderful things around the, the world, and their focus is on impoverished areas, and, and, and their focus is on children. Thrilled to have the author of The House of Life, a wonderful book that everyone should get. Uh, it's been out for a couple of years, but Shelley Callahan, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Well, let's uh, let's start from the beginning with you, if you don't mind, and let's uh, let's get a little bit of your biography. Where were you born? Where were you raised? Sure, um, I was born and raised in Virginia. Spent um, my my whole life there, and went to college at Virginia Commonwealth University. Got my master's in social work, which is really what um, drove my the direction of my career to end up working um, for a philanthropic organization. Um, that is Children Incorporated. Um, but just recently, I've relocated to the West Coast. So now I'm in Los Angeles. And that's been uh, very exciting and really new for me. And um, I uh, like that it's opening up a lot of opportunities, not only for myself, but for the work that I do. We were speaking a little off mic and we were talking about uh, traveling and obviously your work takes you to a lot of different places. Uh, you've personally been, whether personally or or because of uh, the, the work that you do, uh, to over 40 countries. And, I, you know, I imagine the work that you're doing with... Uh, with with children's uh, work, you know, you're, you're for Children's Incorporated, uh, a, a lot of Asia, uh, a lot of Central America, South America. Is that correct? Yeah, it has been. We, especially with Children Incorporated, have done we work in a lot of countries in Latin America. So South America and Central America, I've spent a lot of time there. Um, but also, yes, Africa and Asia as well. We've got a pretty big focus there. Um, it's also just been. Um, yeah, part of my I've, I've been involved with working just as a volunteer with other nonprofit organizations that have taken me some of those locations. I've spent a lot of time working with an organization in Haiti. And um, I think I've just been really driven and pulled towards, um, you know, being able to experience cultures and, and see places that are extremely different than what I'm used to in my own life. I'm very fortunate to have grown up middle class background, you know, family that was able to support me make sure that I got a really good education and had a lot of opportunities in life. So um, I've really been, you know, driven to focus on, you know, working with people, meeting people, learning about their lives that um, haven't had those same chances that I have so that, you know, I can get that perspective to see how I can share their story and, you know, in in the end, really try to help them, you know, um, have better lives for themselves. You know, a lot of us that have been, quote unquote, broke, uh, mistake being broke for being impoverished. Uh, There's a huge difference, as you know better than anyone, and uh, as being, uh, you know, uh, poor here and uh, in a middle class or a lower middle class um, type setting, as opposed to being impoverished. And and the places that you're talking about, Haiti and and some parts of Latin America, I mean, there's just no fresh water. There's no, uh, it's difficult to get uh, fresh food or clean food. I, give me your first experience with uh, what you would call pure poverty. What was the your first look at something that you would have to say is completely different than what you had any knowledge of? 
Yeah, it really was the first time that I went to Haiti, which was in um, 2011. So it had only been about a year after the earthquake that, that hit there. So I was, you know, not only coming to a country that is underdeveloped um, and one of the poorest countries in the world, but they weren't really that far out at all from having this, you know, very like in, intense uh, natural disaster that just, you know, completely devastated the country. So it was, you know, already seeing seeing the poverty that was there and in that, um, you know, people are like really living with with almost nothing. They have, you know, there's there's no jobs, there's no there's no work, um, you know, there's no there's no infrastructure within the government. So there's there's, of course, you know, trash everywhere. Um, and people are trying to, you know, on top of that, they're trying to really rebuild their lives. And I think it was a big moment for me to realize, um, oh, wow, these people are like really left to fend for themselves. Um, and, and what you're saying as far as, you know, that we absolutely have extreme poverty, you know, here in the United States as well. Um, the difference is, you know, despite how you look at it, of, of what social services are able to offer us here and to what extent in the United States. Um, in other countries that are so, where people are just so intensely impoverished, they don't have anyone to turn to. Um, their families are just as poor, their neighbors are, their fr- their friends are, there's, there's absolutely, um, you know, there's nowhere to go. Hospitals don't exist. You know, as you said, clean water doesn't even exist. So, where we might at least at bare minimum when when we look at poverty with the united states might have some outlets of um a church or a community center or you know someone to somewhat rely on uh in in desperate situations um that doesn't exist uh in so many other places around the world so it's just really um incredible to think that people have to you know survive that way and they've you know unfortunately become accustomed to it but for that reason i think it's um you know it's made it's made them um it's made people very resilient and you really see their strength and you know trying to persist even though um you know they're looking at really bleak futures because you know they're they're just there's no options for them if you're just joining us or if you're just turning on your radio, Shelly Callahan is the Director of Development for Children's Incorporated and uh, Children Incorporated. And it's uh, just an amazing not-for-profit that is uh, doing wonderful work in impoverished areas. And uh, their focus, again, is, is, uh, is, is getting uh, to the kids that are, uh, that are impoverished. And again, the difference between being broke and impoverished uh, is night and day. And talking about uh, a, a trip to uh, to Haiti in uh, 2011, where the uh, uh, where the hurricane had just uh, the hurricane the earthquake had just uh, taken place a year prior to that, and, and just a devastated area uh, was a uh, was was a, a concentration of the group. And Shelley Callahan has done so much. She's an author and she's an advocate. Frank McKay here with Shelley Callahan. Uh, Shelley, and, and again, you got to pardon me for being a, a layperson and not understanding all the. Uh, you know all the, um, I don't logistics of everything, but a, a, an average person would say, you know, here in where I am in New York or here in in America, most of America, that a large catering hall just throws out uh, so much food that I, you know, so at pizza places, I mean, uh, fast food restaurants throw out so much food that one would think could could be frozen and brought to you know areas, especially that aren't that. 
uh, you know, that aren't halfway across the world, that are, you know, that are in the, in the Caribbean or uh, somewhere down there. I mean, is it practical to think that there's some use for, for unused food here if we freeze it the right way? What, why is that not a solution? Well, I think that's a really interesting point because, you know, depending on there, there's a lot of different conversations and, you know, studies and data that go into, you know, what, what should we, what's the best and most effective way to help people? And, and really the answer comes down to it is there are, there are, there are many different answers to that. There's a lot of different ways to be effective when we want to say we want to do, do the most good. And, and one thing that you really need to can take into consideration in, you know, how we help people um, is first and foremost, ask people exactly what they need and to not make assumptions about, you know, what they need. Of course, people need food. But, you know, for example, that might not be um, the most efficient way to spend time or money or efforts in helping people. Whereas instead, you know, we could do things that were be would be such as providing uh, tools and resources for people to grow their own food and to have their own gardens. Um, and it's one thing that I really love about what we do with Children Incorporated as a child assistance organization. We provide children with monthly support for things like clothes and food, uh, you know, school supplies, um, lots of things to make sure that, you know, they, they have opportunities in life, get an education to have a better future for themselves. But on top of, you know, looking at that, which just is, you know, at, at its basis is providing those basic needs. It's kind of like, you know, giving out a handout. Uh, we also have those amazing programs where we're making sure that um, families and communities that where these children are living are, are getting the skills that they that they need to get better jobs, to get jobs at all, um, to be, you know, self-sustaining, to be able to do things for themselves. So I, I think there is a lot that we can do. And it's hard to think about the ways that, you know, us in America being privileged end up, you know, being wasteful. And I think we all need to be very mindful of, of not doing that. Um, but when we're looking at, you know, trying to help people, um, we, I think, you know, in providing, you know, a, a humanitarian aid or support for people um, that are living in poverty, I think, you know, as I said, focusing on, you know, what those particular individuals or those communities could need the most and working directly with them to provide that is really going to be the most efficient and most effective way to have a have a big impact on people. Listen, it's it's great work that you do. And, I, you know, congratulations. And uh, before we continue, give us a website and maybe everybody could check it out. That's not driving. And uh, if they're by a computer, give us a website for you and the, the organization where people can follow along. Yeah, our website is www.childrenincorporated.org, and there you can find out so much more about the programs that we're doing all around the world. We work in 23 countries, including the United States. Um, I'm really proud of our On the Road blog series on our website, um, not just because I'm fortunate enough to get to write for it to tell the stories about what we're doing, but it's a it's been an amazing opportunity for us to highlight those um, success stories that we have, the individuals that we work with, the amazing coordinators that we have in over 300 projects, the people that are really, really making these big differences for you know thousands and thousands of children all over the world um, because of Children Incorporated. Um, it's just an amazing amount of information that's that's there on our website. That's really really heartwarming and shows what individuals can do to make a huge huge impact on a child in need. 
Shelly Callahan is the voice that you're hearing. And again, she's the director of development for Children Incorporated. And uh, there's Frank McKay here. Thrilled to have Shelly and just, uh, uh, you know, highlight some of the wonderful work that she's been doing. Uh, let's talk about America for, for a moment. You say you you work in America. I, I Again, I, you know, by no means do I want to just, you know, be one of those people saying, well, why didn't you just do this? Why don't, but a, a lot of us listening and a lot of uh, myself and a lot of people listening w- would have to think. And, and, and again, if I if I could read between the lines with what, what you said before that, it's not all about food. It's it's not that it's you know, it's about, uh, you know, health care. I guess and and medicine and, and fresh water and it's it's a it's a lot of other things other than food, but is there is there any uh, starvation crisis here in America in the you know in the lower forty eight states is there is there anything in in New York City uh, that that resembles a, uh, a a starvation crisis are people starving in New York City? Absolutely, and and especially when you know as as an organization you know we focus a lot on. Uh, children's needs and so unfortunately in there are a lot of places in america both in within large you know inner cities and within rural areas there are a lot of children that are going without food um there's a lot of food insecurity among families you know where they're um not able to keep enough food within the house and there's also a lot of of issues within uh, certain places and and more often in urban areas where you know there's something that's referred to as a food desert so there might be options for people to um, get some sort of food but it's not it's it's not adequate it's not quality food maybe the only um place that would be somewhere that you could even purchase something that would even you know be edible would be a convenience store or a gas station i mean you know that 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 can't count for people um so it's, it's an issue of just um affordability the fact that families are living in such extreme poverty that they can't afford the food but they don't have access to it as well um and it's something that uh even even just this morning i was writing an article for our website where i was talking about a family in eastern Kentucky. We do a lot of work in eastern Kentucky, which is one of one of the poorest areas in the United States where people are very much struggling. Um, there's, uh, you know, a severe lack of employment there. Um, there's underemployment where people, you know, even if they do have a job, it does not pay them enough to get by. And so many families that we work with are really struggling. And what they find is that they don't have enough money to do it all because all of it is paying the electric bill, you know, getting the car fixed, buying groceries, um, you know, making sure the kids have school supplies and, you know, shoes to wear to school. And it's not enough for people when they don't have enough money. So, um, yeah, I mean, like you just said, yes, absolutely. Like children in America, unfortunately, it's awful. You know, they're going to bed hungry. They're only eating because they're going to school and getting a free meal. They're going hungry on the weekends. Um, it's, it's, it's awful to think about, but there's things that we can do about it. Children Incorporated itself has great, amazing feeding programs here in the, in the U.S. where we are sending home book bags full of food for kids on the weekend, things that they can prepare themselves, things that don't you know, require much for them to, to, to do if they're on their own, if their parents are working on the weekend. And it's just amazing. And it really is a difference between, you know, a child um, eating or not. Yeah. Again, Shelly Callahan is the voice you're hearing doing wonderful work around the world and here in America with Children's Incorporated and Frank McKay here with the director of development 
for that organization doing again wonderful work. I, let me let me come back to what I you know originally said. I, you know I, I know catering halls. I know people who loan you know chains of uh, you know a chain of catering halls that that throw out a ton of food at the end of the night. And again, this isn't convenience store. Um, this isn't convenience store thing. This isn't Funyuns. You know, this is meat. This is, uh, you know, pasta. This is whatever. I, I just can't believe that. There, and again, I, I haven't studied it. You you know, you've been around the studies. I just can't believe that there's there's not some kind of mechanism where people can gather this food immediately, freeze it. I mean, just freeze it immediately and, and serve that. I, I don't understand why somebody in New York City uh, you know, unless it's just I, they're we're having a difficulty getting to them or, or or pinpointing who they are. But I can't imagine anyone in New York City starving with the amount of food that is that is thrown out. And again, uh, you know, by no means am I just uh, throwing out these easy solutions. But it just doesn't make any sense. We throw out way more food than than these folks could possibly eat. Am, am I right or wrong? Well, you're a hundred percent right, and I agree. I think we do live in a very wasteful society where we've gotten you know accustomed to um not finishing a meal and just letting it go in the trash or um you know just um not really considering uh you know well exactly what you're saying you know what happens to those things that um are still good right now but you know might not be good in a few days when there's so many people that uh could otherwise use it and you know it's a it's it's a problem for, you know, us, especially um, in the United States. And it's, it's a mentality that we need to change um, and that, you know, we just don't. Um, again, as I had said a little earlier, it's it, it's really a matter of preferably it's that we just weren't wasting it in the first place. Then, you know, because it takes so much effort to possibly, um, you know, do something like try to get that food to someone immediately before it did it did spoil and unfortunately you know there are people that might be able to come in and try to you know connect those pieces okay let's you know take that food instead of going at waste let's you know try to get it somewhere else where people can eat it because of course there are you know food banks and there are you know soup kitchens and things that are feeding uh, needy people and homeless people um but it, it, it takes a lot of of effort to do that so i think what instead of just trying to go for those, um, you know, the solutions of how do we, you know, fill in those gaps, um, I think we need to take a few steps back and instead say, how do we not be wasteful in the first place? So because, you know, if you, I, I think there's, you know, you hear things when it comes to talking about, especially when you look at a global perspective of, you know, okay, people are starving and you hear these stories about people that are starving all over the world. Um, you know, and, and, and they're going through terrible things because there might be, you know, a drought in Africa or there's been flooding, you know, because of a tsunami somewhere in Asia, you know, and that's taking out people's people's crops. But the, the reality of it is there's there's enough food that exists in the world for all for everybody. Um, it's just that the distribution of resources is not it's not even it's not fair. You know, it just yeah. doesn't it's just it's not fair. And that's it. And I think instead of I think we need to do a little bit of both. I think we need to try to we try to need to get those resources to people. But, um, you know, so we have a little bit more equity in the world or a lot more equity in the world. And, you know, definitely try to strive for more equality, you know, among all of us. Like we all deserve basic, you know, human rights. But I think really when it comes to, you know, being in America, uh, it, it really needs to start with an entire change of a mentality of, you know, and it's got to come from, 
um, each of us in our personal lives, what we're doing at home, what we do when we go out to eat. And then, you know, uh, that corporate social responsibility from companies. I mean, they've got to say, we are proud of the fact that we're not wasteful. We're proud of the fact that we donate. We're proud of the fact that we try to do whatever we can, um, you know, to kind of, you know, share the wealth and to take care of our own communities. Um, and and those things are really what's going to end up making a huge difference. That's going to really, you know, start to have the big impacts where where we we don't, you know, have these issues where where you know someone is starving right next to, you know, like you're saying, an event that's going on where maybe, you know, food's being wasted. So we just, we've got to change how we really think about all of it and see that it's worth that change. You know, it's, it, it, it might be a lot of, it might seem like an, a lot of effort, but it's something that we really have to do because we're all responsible to take care of one another. Yeah. You're listening to uh, the director of development for children incorporated Frank McKay uh, here with Shelly Callahan the director and the author uh, we're coming back right after a quick break we'll be back right after this with Shelly Callahan <laughs> <laughs> 